As I mentioned, it's the Japan Cup on the weekend, and we wind the clock back many years to when Betteloose and Up took it out. The jockey was Michael Clark, Melbourne Cup winning jockey, and uh, he joins me now. Mick, good morning. How are you? G'day, mate. How are you? This must bring back some lovely memories for you, Mick, every year when you think back to that Japan Cup with uh, Betteloose and Up. Yeah, yeah, what a great horse. Um, very special for me, Sean, because um, very good friends with the owners, um, the Farrers and many of the other owners. Um, but also, you know, for the Hayes team, we'd be part of their, their team. And, um, yeah, it was just a great horse and, and a great honour to, uh, to be part of it. Mick, had you ridden in Japan prior to that cup? I had a few times, Sean. Um, I've been over there for the um, series, you know, the jockey series. Yeah. Um, so I, wa- I wasn't, uh, you know, like well adverse to it, but I'd sort of experienced it a fair few times beforehand. So, uh, but even I think it was the day of the the day before the Japan Cup, I actually had a few rides just to sort of get used to the track in Tokyo, and um, yeah, no, it was just a wonderful experience, and and what a great horse. Mick, we'll get to the horse in a moment. What the track? What was it like? It, they, often they seem to be quite dry. Those tracks over there. No, it's a, it's it's probably a lot bigger than Flemington. It's very similar to Flemington. Mm. Um, yeah, the, the grass doesn't look as green as ours, but they actually very low, and that's why they they do run extremely fast times in Japan. And um, the beautiful track, absolutely beautiful, but it just doesn't look as picturesque as. Great. Um, yeah, it's just a, a, a different method they use over there. Now, Mick, preparing for the race, do you go into a lock a sort of a, a lockdown prior to the race over there? Um, at that time, we were like um, uh, visiting jockeys. Um, normally, they are in lockdown. You've got to actually live in the, or stay in the compound or underneath the underneath the grandstand. The jockeys' rooms are massive. Um, you know, they've got table tennis, they've got billiard tables, you can play cards, but you've only got to stay in that, and you can't have your mobile phone. Mm. So their rules and regulations are very strict. But for us, being a visiting jockey, I reckon I got there at about 7 o'clock in the morning. We had to be there. Um, so we could stay in our hotel, go there early in the morning, not have your phone, and and just be in, in that compound. But, uh, but it was very good. You know, like you're treated... So well, and and the facilities are probably the best I've ever seen. It's a fair time to lock you up, isn't it? Because here, you, you, what you do on course an hour and a bit before a race, aren't you? Yes, yeah, a lot different. Um, I think me and you both would struggle now at our age being locked up like that. But um, but no, it's just their rules and regulations. So you know, they're, they're probably as professional the JRA or the Japan Racing Association as you'd find. Now, Mick, in the race itself, better loosen up when you jumped. Did it all go to plan or not? It did. Um, uh, it's one of the first times Colin Hay said to me, we we went and had a look at the walk the track and had a look. And and in Australia, Sean, he was like such a good horse. And we used to always, he, he, the only instruction he'd give me, ride him where he's comfortable and give him room, like bring him to the outside. Mm. And this day he said to me, he said, let's... Um, you know, like, we can't ride him like he's, he's the best horse. He needs to have the best run to win. And just things went absolutely perfect. He, he got the right run through the field and, 
And, um, you know, they were probably at that time some of the best horses in the world. And they were saying how strong the Japan Cup was that year. Mm. So, you know, it was, and so on, Century also ran well for the circumstances he went through. Um, he got away before the race and everything went wrong for him, but he still ran credible. Now, Mick, uh, I remember you watching. You, you got to the barriers and you dismounted. Well... Not, I was a bit shocked, Sean. The, the, you're, you're locked up, right? So when you come out, you go into one parade ring, which is out the back, say, like Mooney Valley, but um, but probably 10 times bigger. Yeah. So you see the crowd and you're not sort of aware. Um, then you go back under the grandstand and you go through a tunnel and you come out on the track. And I was amazed how many people were there. You're like, it was just obviously our Melbourne Cup crowd in the Cox Plate, mm. an unbelievable feeling and, and huge crowds, but this was probably twice twice as many people. So I was a bit shocked because I didn't realise how many people were, were at the races and and um, and then you've got to wait about probably 25 minutes. They, when you go around to the barriers, they've got a holding area. Right. So whether that's for the gambling or whatever, but but it's just a different setup. But um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a wonderful experience, and when I see the Japan Cup now, it brings back so many good memories. Did you almost have a an accident, Mick, prior to the start? I got a bit of mail that you had to hop off and uh, have a hundred to three. Oh, our good friend Brian Martin, I tell you, he doesn't let much go but through <laughs> to the keeper. But um, yeah, now I went to go to the, the toilet. Like I ran there, I think oh, I was dying to go to the toilet. Right? So I, <laughs> he was so quiet. I got off and went into this corner of this holding tent, and I was that friggin' nervous. I, I couldn't go to the toilet, right? So but they, made, they made a big thing of it. I didn't realise at that time. They're wondering, the officials wondering, what's he doing? they got the camera on him. But, yeah, yeah, but... Um, you needed yeah. someone there go... Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, yeah, they're the funny things that do happen. And you're on international television court. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, it must have been a massive thrill when you crossed the line. What a great fighter he was, better loosen up. He won his races not by big margins, but gee, he was a fighter, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, when you were riding him, it was a bit of a, not a nightmare, but he was, you'd he, loom up to him and he would want to lay in and, and um, when he got to the front, he would sort of, I don't know if he knew what his job was done, but he'd ease up. So he never won by a big margin. But um, but that day, God, he fought so hard. And um, I think it was a French horse, um, Kakaweevies, ran second. And it had won so many Group 1s going into that race. And, and when it got into a dogfight, like head and head, he was just tenacious. Mick, was he the sort of horse... If you rode him hard hands and heels or pulled the whip, did it make a difference? I mean, which which style you used? He just seemed to love fighting on the finish. That that he just seemed to love a battle, a dogfight. Yeah, yeah. Even when he won his first Group One, he, he didn't win it like you wouldn't. We, we, I think it was the Ampole Stakes at the time. You know, that last day of the carnival, the mile race, and he had might have had fifty one or fifty two kilos, and he won it like by a hair. And we thought, oh, that was fantastic. But but as he stepped up his competition and got to wait for age and group one races such as the Cox Plate, he just seemed to lift. And, and he was getting better all the time, Sean. And he actually, when he came back from Japan, he won the Australian Cup and he won that by about 
four, three or four or five mm. lengths, like, and that was his most dominant win. But, but he was a horse that I don't know. As he got a little bit older, he seemed to be getting better each each preparation, and and that showed. Um, and then he came back, and he was he ran a great race. Simon rode him in the um, Cox Plate, and he ran a great race. He was just you know, even though he was getting to that age of seven or eight. He was still so competitive to the end of his racing career. Yeah, Mick, lovely memories. Was he the best horse you rode? Um, yeah, yeah. Him and a, I rode a horse called Elmerad yeah, Dawn that good um, not a lot of people knew about. Or he was a very highly rated English horse. And I rode him. He won the Caulfield Stakes. He won the Underwood Stakes. Then won the Cox Plate. And he unfortunately went amiss. But... He he was similar to Better Loosen Up. He had that. He was just a great horse as well. And, um, you know, it's so hard to compare these horses because they're in different eras. And mm. um, the Better Loosen Up certainly was a great horse. Well, Mick, it's great to catch up with you today and reminisce about the Japan Cup winner. No doubt you'll probably have a look at it over the weekend and uh, it'll bring back some beautiful memories for you, mate. Yeah, I look forward to seeing you down our local swimming pool. Yes. Um, they, they think there's two baby seals in the pool together. <laughs> the trouble is, when we get out, Mick, they roll us back in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've both All been right, the mate, good nice paddock. Talking to you. Good on you, Mick. Great to catch up. Bye, mate. Mick Clark, uh, reminiscing about Better Loosen Up in the Japan Cup. And